0: Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. If you are not watching this, I have video on Spotify, so head over there. But also, if you don't want to watch this, that's okay. I just need to announce that if you are watching it, you can see the smile on my face right now. And that is because I finished recording this episode approximately 45 seconds ago, and I cannot stop smiling. It was so amazing. I am obsessed with these guys, Fly By Midnight, Justin and Slavo. They are so great. They are a, like a musical duo, a band, whatever you want to call it. Um, They've been together for about five, six, seven, something, eight, eight, something like that years. You'll get why that's funny momentarily. Um, And I, you guys have heard me talk about like my history in the music industry and, you know, my history of dating guys who worked in music. And so this episode was such special treat for me to be able to, you know, ask some questions about maybe why my past relationships in music didn't work out and hear about how much of their relationships actually go into the lyrics and what it's been like for them navigating their careers together as a band and and as partners in their career, but also while exploring other relationships outside of that and romantic relationships. And um, Slavo recently got married and um, Justin is in a wonderful relationship shout out Rachel and shout out Meg Slav's wife um and it was just really really fascinating to hear about you know their dating history even before these met, they met these wonderful women and how they have made their relationships work despite their you know unconventional career path and the things that come with it and that's something that I am so fascinated by and you guys are always asking about like, Oh, how do I date somebody who's doing this thing or that thing? Or how do I date someone whose schedule is different than mine and can it work? And, um, I just think that this episode and and their stories is a real testament to the fact that it can work if both people want to make it work and work together as partners. And, um, they're just, they're amazing guys. They're amazing musicians, amazing, you know, songwriters, producers, so much talent here. They have a new song out called dance and they have a ton of new music coming, maybe a tour coming. We get all that info at the end. And this episode is just so great. These guys are so great. I, this was so, so like full circle, there's nothing I love more than, you know, connecting my different passions in life. And obviously music is a huge part of my life and always has been a huge part of, um, things I, I love and something that like lights me up. And you know, for a while it was my career and also was a huge part of my dating life. So just being able to have these guys here is so special and amazing. And you guys are going to love them as much as I do. So let's get into the episode. Oh, before we get into the episode, don't forget, if you have not yet given a five star rating and review, please do that. You can do a rating and review on the Apple podcast app. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show page, or if you are on the, listening on the Spotify app, scroll all the way to the top, you can give a five star rating. Um, I know like, 10 times the number of people, not, not even more, more than that, like, like 50 times the number of people listen to this podcast than have rated it. So please do that. It really, really helps, especially when I am trying to pitch for partnerships and sponsorships so that I can, you know, pay some bills, give Barkley the life that he deserves as a little cute, fluffy puppy in New York City. And if you want to sign up for a one-on-one session with me to talk about what's going on in your dating life or to do a dating app profile revamp, you can do that. I have the link in the show notes or if it's not there, because sometimes I forget because I'm not perfect, um, link in the Instagram bio on that direct me Uh, You can sign up for those there. Don't forget to follow seeing other people on Instagram, send this episode to your group chat, to your friends, to a cousin, to a coworker, somebody out there, everybody out there is going to love it. And I can't wait for them to hear it. I can't wait for you to hear it. I will shut up now. Let's bring the guys in. If you are anything like me and you are going on a date, you're probably like Nervous, but also excited, but just like really want to have a good time, don't want to screw anything up. And you get like the pre date jitters. Um, For me, there were two things that I would do to help with those pre date jitters, I would always call a friend for a little pump up speech. And I would also take a happy gummy from mindset wellness CBD before my date, it would help me stay in the right mood being excited being present. But it would also take away that layer of nerves that was going to stop me from being my best self on the date. I love the happy gummies. They are incredible. They taste great. They don't make you feel high or anything like that. They just make you feel like the best version of yourself so try them today definitely recommend trying them before a date mindset wellness cbd.com use code seeing other people at checkout that will get you 20% off and free shipping cool. all right we are here Justin and Slavo fly by midnight welcome to seeing other people
1: hi hello thanks for having us yeah thank you
0: I am so excited for this episode for so many reasons, which we will get into all of that good stuff. I want to hear a little bit from you guys on how you met and what this fly by midnight journey has been like over the last like five, six, seven, eight years.
2: Yeah. So it's definitely been a journey. I think that's a great way to describe it. Um, uh how many years ago i feel like we always uh, make this up the
1: way you described it was perfect every time someone asks we say five six seven eight years something like that so um, i watched
0: a few interviews and like they were all from different times but it was like somewhere (laughs) around there i'm like okay that works
1: yeah i (laughs) would say very general
2: i would say probably about seven years ago um i'm born and raised in new york and slavo moved from florida to new york and we met in a studio became quite close friends and uh I'm, I'm giving the real, the real SparkNotes yeah. version here, huh? Um, but uh, yeah, essentially, um, I was doing a solo project at the time, and and I felt like we had such a good time just creating and sharing stories, and and just really, you know, bonding as what would end up being like brothers. And uh, yeah, I brought up the idea of starting a duo together, and I think I always say that Slavo had no idea what he was agreeing to, uh, because here we are, you know, six years later, seven years, eight years, uh, <laughs> uh, just spending practically every day together Uh, so that was my version is there anything you would you would add to that origin story
1: no i mean i always like adding uh it's a fun fact that my family actually grew up in the same town that justin was born and raised in staten island so when i moved there i lived with my grandfather for a while because he still had family there and uh i think it's just a cool full full circle kind of fate moment for the the two of us that you know we have a lot of similarities in our in our growing up and the fact that we ended up together i think is no mistake and the fact that we're making music together is is something really special to us and you know, we don't take it for granted and that's a really soppy response, but yeah, yeah. I, I didn't
2: expect that from you. Normally I'm I'm the sappy one, but
1: all right, there
2: we go. It's a good day, everyone. I
0: <laughs> love it. And and to make this even a smaller world, uh my dad grew up in Staten Island. So There
2: you go. Whoa. That's we're I, I all never here. That. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I
0: love that. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Maybe our uh our dads and, and our grandpas all knew each other at some point. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's I cool. love I love how you guys met because it, it almost like resembles obviously we talk about dating and relationships here but it kind of resembles what happens when you get into a relationship with someone you know you meet and one thing leads to another you connect on some things and then you're like all right like do you want to do this thing and and you're like yeah and now here you are
1: very true I,
2: I think it, there's so many similarities even you know not to fully dive into the relationship world but like you slave and I've worked a lot on we've worked a lot on this relationship you know like we having a business relationship having a brotherhood learning how each other how we're both not the same person and we both have certain things that we probably love and absolutely don't love about each other but you know um but wanting to continue to you know make it work for the greater good of of fly by midnight you know um so i think there there are tons of you know crossover similarities there yeah
0: Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about, and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women, and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year, and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding and it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend NutriFol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef crafted, and dietitian approved. And there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It is changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one less thing I need to worry about and I feel good after eating the meals. Like They're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week and you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factor's roasted garlic. butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat. But honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Yeah, I love that. I've definitely had experiences of trying to work with a friend or with someone I've even like been dating, and it's really tough. And that's something like when you have that strong connection with someone, it whether it's romantic or not, it's like the stakes are so much higher than just, you know, showing up at a new job, meeting your teammates and like, you got to make it work with them, but like you're now coworkers and sometimes you become good friends and then someone leaves. It's just, it's so different when you're creating this thing together and it's literally your baby and you also each have your separate lives and the separate things that make each of you you and you're trying to figure out how to make it all work together and it really is like a relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah definitely.
2: yeah definitely tons of challenges uh, involved but but I I am happy to say that I think we're at we're just at the best part of it now you know we we've had a lot of practice and um and it is cool that you know not only are we, do we have a working relationship but you know I love his wife she's like one of my best friends and uh I think you like my girlfriend um yes I do and uh and yeah we, we are very much like a family now in in the best way possible so
0: I love that. So getting into these relationships that you both have separately from each other, but with each other as well. Um, how did you each meet your partners?
1: Ours are actually pretty similar It's both a very classic bar setting. Um, I met my wife when, uh, we lived in New York still, she was living in the West village and I was living in Staten Island. And we just happened to go to a, a bar in Brooklyn one night and she was there. I was there kind of a, a weird little moment, but I have a tattoo of, a. Uh, a mustache on my arm and uh you know, you get to drinking and people do crazy things. And so she thought it was fake and tried to come and lick it off my elbow with her thumb. So oh my that's God. essentially how we met each other, just kind of like a random uh, happenstance at a bar and uh spoke to her you know the following weeks and started the relationship and yeah, history ever since. That,
0: that's awesome. What I'm glad you brought up that she was in the West Village and you were in Staten Island at the time because a huge thing that I see people run into is like, Oh, well, that's a long distance relationship. Like, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I have friends in Manhattan who won't date someone from Brooklyn and friends in who live in the East village who won't date someone above 14th street. So were was that ever a thought in your mind of like, Oh, like we kind of live far. It's like a weird commute. Or were you just like, Oh, I'm into this person. And it doesn't matter.
1: I think for our specific situation, it it kind of worked out because we were both really busy during the week. She had a job at Ralph Lauren at the time I was doing music, you know, we were kind of just starting off the project,ing really, uh, head in the books kind of thing. And for us, it was like, we, we made it happen on the weekends. We'd see each other during the week. We had this understanding that we were talking to each other, but it wasn't like we had to see each other every day. And, um, it's tough, obviously when you just start a relationship to, to have that distance and not be able to just hop over to see someone. But, um, I think because of the the situation we were in it, it made sense and honestly when we first decided to move in together we were six months into our relationship we we decided to move in and figure out where we we're gonna live and and she was in manhattan obviously and that that was a, a whole you know discussion and making that work and we ended up on Staten island which i know she probably hates me for to this day but um yes yeah, uh, that was a whole nother thing you're just figuring that out and we made it work and you know there was tough times with it but at the end of the day we were together and as corny as it sounds I guess it made it worthwhile so
0: yeah and it sounds like even if there were hard decisions to make like you made them as partners for the greater good of your relationship and that's something that is really important like everyone is going to have to compromise on some things and yeah you might have to move to a place like Staten Island to make it work but it obviously was worth it and worked out for you
1: yes so far so
2: yeah. Um, and
0: Justin, what about you?
2: Yes. And like Slavo said, similar situation. Um, we have, so we've only lived in LA now for uh, coming up, what, on three years. Yep. And um, we moved uh, like a month practically before the pandemic. And um, so when, when we moved out here, we went out to a few bars. And um, we always say that we, coincidentally, when we meet our significant others that we hopefully stay with for the rest of our lives, it's when all of our boys are there. It felt like everyone was there. and. Um, I went to a bar with while so I was walking around quite drunk myself um, at a place called No Vacancy in Los Angeles, and I ran into my now uh, girlfriend, and she was just on her way out, and uh, she spilled a drink on me, and uh, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Please, please, give me your number." Um, and uh, Shut up. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, and funny enough, long story short, we we had just such, such amazing conversations, and I did the very uh, artist typical thing. And uh, and invited her to a show, and she ended up coming and just thought it it wasn't a good idea for her to see the show because she wanted to like get to know me, uh, and not have that. So she actually left before we went on. Um, and uh, and fast forward about a week later, um, she told me she actually didn't go to the like she didn't catch her show, and uh, and then I asked her to go on a date, and, and now now here we are, we live together, and um, yeah, it, it's just very funny uh how that sort of thing happens because I think she we know that because I've watched Slavo date, you know, several people in his life and he's watching me uh, do the same. And there is a different feeling of, you know, there's like a different precedent set when someone sees you perform or something. So I think she was quite aware of that and it ended up working in our, in our favor. So.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome that she had that realization and was like, all right, there's something about this guy. And if I want any chance of it working, like I got to remove myself from the situation and, and pick it back up later. I think that's, really cool. And I also think that's something like with just the way we date now is like we, especially when it comes to dating on dating apps, which I know you guys didn't really do. And and I definitely want to get into that, but we get all these bits and pieces of information about somebody and we make all of these assumptions and create the story in our heads about them. And usually we like put them on a pedestal even before we go on the date with them. And we're like, Oh, like this has to work because of X, Y, Z thing. Or, you know, this person went to this college. So like, I don't think we're going to be compatible because I know someone else who went there and like, no. So I think that's like kind of probably what she had in mind where she was like, if I watch this set, if I see him perform, I'm going to think all these things about him and have this kind of storyline in my head of who he is. And that might not be correct.
2: I I think you're completely right. And I think, and it's kind of inevitable because our stage persona is not exactly who we are as people. Um, And I, and I think that's part of the fun too. It's like putting on a costume. Right. So um, I think she was very smart for that move. And like I said, I think it it paid off because when she told me that it kind of checked me in a way that like, Oh, this is not a person that the first time you hang out with her again, she'd be at your show like that. Like we we've done that. That's not, that's not exactly. And that's not how I felt about the conversations we were having. I felt there was so much, emotional intelligence and like really intrigued by her and um yeah i think it was it was a great move and uh and it says a lot about her and you know for slavo's wife too she's such a uh she's like such a fierce leader that of course she would be the one that approached slavo at the bar you know like yeah. it just says so much about her and why i'm sure you know one of the reasons slavo a lot of margaritas live. too so
1: yeah <laughs> definitely helps a liquid courage exactly say, ironically uh now rachel who's I guess we're saying it, right? Yeah, she, Rachel, um Rachel. Uh, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. Is Justin's girlfriend. And ironically, she is now the, at every show she does attend, she is like front and center. So it's just so funny that how the relationship started. She was like, no, nah, I'm going to get out of here. But now she's like the one you see in the front row. Oh, she, her. she
2: embarrasses me terribly. It, it is like, I, I, I don't get nervous in front of thousands of people, but when she's right in the front, it's, it's like the worst thing ever. Uh,
0: that's so funny i like i feel when my my boyfriend jake sometimes will be at the apartment when i'm recording or like he'll walk in and like my recording went over and i'm like I, i can't like he has to leave like i can't do this in front of him like anyone else fine but not yeah it's funny um okay i'm super curious especially since you did both meet these women in such like just kind of like happenstance, what was going on in your dating lives up until that point? Like, were you really looking for the one or like looking for a long term relationship or um, where your dating lives kind of like backseat to your career? Because, you know, I mentioned offline, like I have a history of dating people who worked in music, and all those situations really did not go well. And for me, what I experienced, and I know this, this is specific to music, but it also crosses over into a lot of other kind of career paths and industries is every single guy that I would meet and would develop a connection with and would end up in one way or another dating or being in like a situationship with for them, it was always like, well, I really like you. And if I would be with, but if I was going to be with somebody, it would be you, but I cannot be with somebody right now because I have to focus on the music. Like I can't be with someone until I win a Grammy. I can't be with someone until I get to like this level at the label or on the management team. And I can't let anything get in the way of that. And that was always really hard for me because I like, I understood what they were going after. I worked in music too. And I wanted to like be a support system to them. And to me, my outlook was always like, "Well, you're doing this really hard thing, and why not have a someone to cheer you on and and to be there at the end of the day and like go through the hard days and the ups and downs with you." So for me, obviously, it, it worked out in the end. Like, I'm in a great relationship now, and I I love my boyfriend, and I, I'm I, I'm very grateful how everything unfolded. But it was really really difficult for me to feel like I was never good enough or I was never enough. I could never compete with music. So I'm yeah. curious if you guys ever experienced that or, or kind of went through some of those thoughts or, or had those questions in your head.
2: It's so interesting hearing you say this because I think it's so it's so accurate. It, it you could not be any more on the money and I feel like it's such a cliché stereotype but it, but it is um I always tell my girlfriend that I'm so glad I met her at the exact moment I did because my my maturity and my understanding of our career um yeah it was certainly i i legitimately think a year before I don't know if I was the right the right version of myself uh for for her and to sustain this relationship um and i know you you and i uh when we when we first started fly by midnight we were both in relationships and um they were they were good partners in many ways and and i think yeah our our head was in a different place it is this sort of thing with the arts that you, you have this level of hunger that you don't think there's any room to balance anything um and it it becomes a sort of like oh you know I care so much about you but this is um yeah it's 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 just it's so it's so true and I uh and I've found that since I met uh my girlfriend that timing uh I'm I'm just at a different stage in my life that I we make music of course we want to be at the, the, the biggest stage in our career but I think at the same time I have a bit more of a humble perspective of we're paying our bills, making music. And uh, and I'm so grateful for other things in my life that maybe at some point I was just so hungry for music. I wasn't even appreciating uh, many other aspects of my life. Um, what what would you add to that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was going to just say, like, you know, when I started dating my wife, I was 22. So, I mean, this is when Flyby was kind of just getting into it. I was in a totally different place. I think for me, it was different because, when we started the project, I really had no intention of being an artist per se. I was kind of more like behind the scenes guy. I wanted to be an engineer, songwriter, stuff like that. And so Justin, I mean, doing a solo career, he was like really in that, that world. So I can imagine if you met Rachel at that time, it just wouldn't have worked out. Mm-hmm. For me, I felt like he was kind of in my ear about it. And this is no offense to him, but no, like no. it was in my head that, you know, that mentality of, you know, I, I'm supposed to be putting all my you know, heart and effort into this. How am I supposed to have someone else come and take a piece of that? And I remember one of the first dates I, when I started you know, just uh, taking Meg out to dinner. Um, one of the conversations we had early on uh, before we were actually started dating, I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm starting this project with my friend. I mean, she kind of seen some videos and stuff. And I made one of those comments where I was like, I, I don't know where this is going, but I don't know if we're essentially going to be able to have a relationship. And I don't know why I would have even said that. It doesn't make any sense to to tell someone that when you're like trying to, you know, go out with them and and date them. Um, But I remember her reflecting on that, having a conversation with her these days. She's like, you know, you're lucky because I could have easily just like walked out. That was like such a a moment for me where I was like, okay, if this isn't going anywhere, then what am I doing? She's at the time she's older than me. So she was probably twenty five or twenty six living in the city. The city's her oyster. She could have probably found another guy that was, you know, just as nice as me. Maybe not. Who knows? But. Um at the time it, I don't know she, she was able to get over that hump and I think she kind of put me in my place in the moment too, and I had those that gulp where I was like, okay, I, I gotta take a step back and the artist thing is cool, but like if I really care about this person, for me I gotta figure out how to make that work and it wasn't easy like for a long time we were under the impression that every picture we posted couldn't have our girlfriends in it um, living that whole life. And and at some point, you know, down the, down the road, we kind of had a moment where it's like, hey, people want to know about that part of our lives. It's important to our story. It's important to who we are as people. Um, this isn't someone that we're just casually dating at this point. Now, this is someone who really means something to us. And and getting past those moments was, you know, a part of the 5 by minute journey of having some discussions where it's like, hey, what do we want to do with our brand and stuff? But long story short, it, it, it was me being immature and and thinking that same way at first. And I mean, we've gotten to a point now where it's so healthy and Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, yeah, just touching on, uh, the the posting of, of girlfriend's wife and stuff. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting to reflect on that because I almost feel like in today's world, it really lends itself now towards wanting to, to see who this person's dating and and get to know more about them. And I feel like five years ago, um, yeah, even when you first started, you know, dating Meg, um, it, it was a little bit different. Like, I feel like they wouldn't have wanted Bieber to post who he was dating because they wanted him to seem attainable in some way. And now, now it's, it's almost, it it like humanizes. I feel like since we've introduced our girls into our social media, we're not this, like uh, this faceless name, you know, it humanizes the project it humanizes our friendship and um, yeah, we've come a long way. I guess that's the summary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love what you both just mentioned. and, And I think in terms of that, like humanizing aspect I totally agree. I think things have changed a lot and it's more about like transparency now as opposed to seeming either larger than life or still available and on the market. And that's something that I've struggled with in my career too, where when I was working at Hinge, I was literally like the face of the, of Hinge on social media. And at one point, a few months into me working there, I like asked my boss, I was like, wait, if I were to meet someone, would I be allowed to like be in a relationship or do you need me to be like the single girl on Hinge? and yeah it's something that even with my, you know, kind of career path now where everything really is up to me, like, when I did meet Jake a year and a half ago, I was like, well, the content that I'm posting about being single is really working, because that's what's really resonating with people. And that's what's really, really relatable. So if I now start posting all this content about like being in a relationship, or I'm posting still like helpful dating advice, but it's not coming from the perspective of someone who's single, like, is that going to be helpful and it's something that i've really had to kind of navigate and and answer a lot of questions for and, and go back and forth on for myself but i i totally think that you guys made the right call and and eventually so did i and it people want to know who you are and these different parts of your life and if you're okay sharing them and if the other person involved is okay sharing them like there's so much for people to learn from that and, and to admire and to kind of just feel like invited in and feel like a part of something greater. Um, And I'm sure it also like connects back to the music, you know, they get to learn about these like real love stories that you're having and experiencing that you end up writing about. And I think that makes it so much more special.
2: Yeah, it it definitely has for us. And it's funny writing this next wave of music. It's like, you know, how do we tell our fans that if if it's a song that comes from a dark place, because we still have that, how can we establish that no we're we're so happy right now and i and I think that um that's something that we're we're still learning to navigate. we're constantly learning you know and I, and I think um I think that's the beauty of, of what we do that but it, to your point, yeah, it's like can you still talk about the tropes of being single and how to overcome certain things and building a healthy life for yourself? You know, I certainly think so, I think you could definitely speak on all of that stuff even if you're in a relationship, but it's interesting to to see those sort of parallels.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really curious. Obviously, there are different challenges that come with any career path that any someone you're dating might have. But obviously, you guys have had incredibly busy, hectic lives. You've toured, you've been recording, you've been just like on such different schedules and, and living these sometimes like really fast-paced lives. And then, you know, you get back from tour and you got to work on the next like song, the next album, whatever it may be. How have your partners kind of, navigated that with you and how have you made it work throughout all of that? I'm I'm always getting questions about like, oh, well, I want to date somebody who's doing this thing or who's in med school or law school or that career path. And, you know, their schedule is so different than mine and it's really difficult. So it, I know it involves a lot of work on both ends, but I'm curious how they have kind of supported you guys and, and made it work with you.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say that Touring as part of our craft is still something relatively new for us. Um, uh, we went on our like we, we just ran, you know, two full tours throughout the U.S. in the past uh, like year and a half or so. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's a new sort of part of the sport for us. And I think in my brain, when when we went on that that 32 city tour, long tour um, tour bus, the whole the whole nine with our, our best friend, Jake Miller, um, we in my mind, I'm like, this is what I've worked up to my entire life. Uh, I kind of did have this sort of like, I hope Rachel's okay at home, you know, even though she's busy and she's pursuing her own beautiful craft. But what ended up happening was that I needed her on tour because although it was a beautiful, exciting thing, I missed her maybe more than I even anticipated. And uh, so I, it, it became very much a partnership of us putting a lot of work into the the, the times that we were going to speak. And like, like really like kind of crafting by week two of the tour, the right windows to stay in touch, um, writing shared notes of what we were going to tell each other about uh, if we didn't get a chance to on the phone. Um, I, I, I guess just in general, um, my my person and I, we, we've just kind of just always put the work in. And I think, and she she's definitely a pioneer of that. And like, as beautiful as relationships are, they do require work in. Uh, through the craziness of what we've decided to pursue i i think um that that was a big thing for me on tour that we we definitely found like a learning curve to still feel present in e- in each other's lives yeah
1: yeah I, w- I would say uh it depends on the relationship style right or the relationship type because i feel like um meg and i we're not we're not the two like emotional people that some people can be so for us it's never like a heavy conversation if it does come up it's very rare um the thing for us i feel like and maybe me specifically is like that physical touch you know being away for someone for a month you know it's 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 hard um so i think it's more communication she's a very busy person like Justin was saying just make they busy people so I feel like someone who's like maybe not as busy it, it would be harder because we're kind of doing stuff throughout the day and getting to a city, getting off the bus, doing sound check, you know, the, the whole nine. Um, when we do have time to, to talk on the phone, it's usually quick, so that's never easy. Um, but uh, I know even late at night, we're talking about Jake. He would, you know, the, the bus would be full of people and he'd be like, hey guys, I'm going to go talk to Brandy, I'll see you later. And he'd be gone the rest of the night for like two, three hours on the phone with her. For me, I couldn't do that. That's just not like who I am to sit on the phone like that and talk to my wife for three hours but for some people that that relationship needs that. And, and for us, the communication, I feel like we're having an understanding at this point in our lives where we know what we need to, to stay happy. And, um, I don't know, maybe over communicating sometimes is a little hurtful. Um, I feel like for us, we're wearing like a sweet spot and I don't know, it's definitely not easy though. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not, not like, uh, we chose a life path where, you know, going on the road like this is the easiest thing. So. I was
2: going to say Slavo also taught me a lot about, um, even before I met um, my partner, but just a lot, you know, w- when we come back from tour, you know, taking those moments and, and like Sulevo has always preached like, Hey, we work our ass off Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, we really got to soak in our time with our people and for ourselves. And I think when we first started the project, that was a seven day a, a week, you know, like, like steam train. Um, so I think prior to tour and after tour, we both made a point to really, um, just like have those extra moments with our partner, whether it's going away for a little bit and, and like, just like really trying to soak that up. But I'll say that, you know, both Megan and Rachel are just, uh, yeah, they're the, you can't ask for better teammates. And um, I think they've been willing to kind of just like, just go with the flow and, and, you know, cause they're constantly learning with us too. Our, our career, it's at a weird place now because we're, it, it is growing quite quickly where, there are more tours now being discussed there's more time we need to put into the studio. So, and, and as we're getting older too, like, you know, he's, he's married and there, I can only hope that we'll both have families one day. And um, there's, I I guess what I'm trying to say, there's a lot more hurdles to overcome and a lot more uh, audibles to be, to be called. And I think uh, they've just done a great job at, Um, uh, and uh, my last point also is that I think both of them as partners have no problem telling us, when when they, they want something more or they want something, uh, you know, rearranged or, hey, the, the hours that we're talking are not really working. Can we try this? And and I think that's an important thing that they're that sort of communication, I think, goes goes a
1: long way. Yeah, I remember. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but I remember sorry. one little story, too. Before we went on the Jake tour, I was I told my wife that I was going to book a trip for us to go to San Diego for the weekend and just got busy and it kind of slipped my mind. And she pulled me aside. I was like, hey, you dropped the ball on this. Like, I'm really upset. And that never happens with us. Like usually we're like pretty even keel. And um for me that was like eye opening. It's like shit, okay, I really need to like pay attention. I remember we had a session booked and I took like thirty minutes, sat in front of the computer and made sure I booked a hotel at that moment and just like did it and got out of the way. And um I think that was important because that weekend was really special for us before we went on this whole trip. So stuff like that happens. I mean.
0: Totally. And that, that kind of reminds me of what you mentioned before where like in the beginning, you were like, yeah, like, I don't know that I want a relationship. And and she pushed back on that. And I think that's something where if something's important to you, you have to speak up. And you have to let somebody know how you're feeling. And and you can't ever expect your partner or the person on the opposite side of the table from you on a first, second, third date to be able to read your mind, because they can't do that. And they have no idea what you're thinking. Um, So I think that's awesome that she's like, was able to say that. And obviously, you heard her and were able to react to it. And and do what you needed to do. Um, I also really like that you pointed out that on tour, I mean, with between you two and and also Jake, like you all handled your own relationships differently, and you each partnership required something different and unique and its own thing. And I think that's so important because you know, back to the original point of like people are always like, well, how do I date somebody who's doing this thing and that thing? It's like it's all personal, and you have to figure it out together as partners and there will be trial and error you're going to figure out what works and what doesn't but just because someone else is doing it x way doesn't mean that that's the only way you could do it a completely different way you just have to do what works for you and i think that's like one of the biggest takeaways is that like there's no right or wrong way to do something it's just what works for you And so i really like that you guys all had like different experiences with that yeah
2: we've we've always discussed like I, i've always felt like in the beginning of meeting my person you, you do you like build the framework of of the relationship and we have a lot of we have close friends back home and we've watched them go through some great relationships some not and uh and i think one thing i always if if i could shed light on my friends back home it's like if you feel something in the first few dates or whatever you kind of have to express it because if you don't get it out then it's very difficult to get it out down down in the pipeline especially if if you want to have that with that person and I think we're just grateful that that a lot of that stuff was built very early on in the foundation.
0: Absolutely. So one thing I want to ask, because I obviously am in the boat of, you know, talking to my girlfriends about their dating lives all the time and helping them through stuff. And of course, I talk to my listeners and guests all the time. But for you two, how have you, you know, supported each other and been there for each other through? different phases of relationships and and different ups and downs and kind of trying to navigate everything. Like what has that been like and how has that maybe even like brought you two closer together?
1: Good question.
2: Yeah. I I feel like early on in our brotherhood, um, I, Slavo was, it was very good at uh, knowing his, I, I'm probably over dramatizing this, but like knowing your self worth, I guess to some degree and early on, Uh, he, he, I hope I'm, I'm just, just telling you your, your business, sorry. Um, but, but you parted ways from a relationship and, and, um, and that kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, I I don't think I want to be in my relationship either. So I I think even without him essentially trying or like being that voice, I very much looked up to him and, uh, and, and that was a a big impact on my life and knowing my self-worth and, you know, having the right person and not settling for less. That's just one example.
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, we've known each other for five, six, seven, eight years now. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we've definitely seen a lot of different things with each other. Um, it's basically like we've been college roommates since we met each other. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, like because dating wise, that's that was a big part of, you know, how Justin and I first met each other. I was with a girl for five years. That didn't work out. Um Justin ended up ending his relationship, then we were both single, right? So we went through a whole single phase together, which was really interesting because we used to co-write like kind of, I'm sure how girls do when they're trying to figure out what to say to a guy, but we used to sit there in the studio on like late night session and stop for a second and be like, yo, help me co-write this. How am I going to respond to her? And at the time I was dating somewhere for five years out of high school and I hadn't really dated a lot of people since obviously. So I feel like I was out of the game and Justin kind of had a better handle on the, you know, how to communicate with girls as you know, embarrassing as that might sound. And I remember going through that phase with him and it was a really bonding experience for us because we were able to kind of out over that stuff as funny as it sounds. And uh, yeah, we used to go on, we literally went through a double date on some random app that came out. That was like the first time we ever really did anything like that as single dudes, which was interesting. I'll,
2: I'll tell you what, and I'm more than happy to say this, but it was, it was, an, it was an app called double. I don't know if you ever heard of this before, um, but it was like the sweetest, nicest date ever. Like in that moment, I was like, wow, these are really nice people. And we're like kind of, I think they're kind of shocked that we're like respectfully going on like a a double dating, dating app going out to dinner. It was just really cool. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. We've just watched each other. We went through a really fun single phase together. I've watched him
1: develop feelings for people, vice versa. And. It's funny, yeah. too, because when when actually <laughs> I met Megan, there's a funny story that and she knows about this, too. So it's not like it's I'm giving away some big secrets. I was, I was, <laughs> curious.
2: I was very curious for you to say this story. Yeah. Justin
1: and I were talking to a, a, a couple girls that funny enough, I think we met after a show or it was like a, it was like a, a, a waitress that was uh, serving us before we were going to our show. And Justin had, you know, hit it off with her and we ended up going out with the, her and a friend. And it was something going on and off for maybe like a month or so. And when I met Megan, we were still talking to those girls. And we were in the bar setting, and we were with all our friends. And Justin goes, "Hey, I'm gonna invite those two girls we've been talking to." And at the time, I was literally standing in front of Megan having a conversation. And I looked at him and I was like, "Don't do that. I don't like. I'm talking to her. I don't want to. I want to see where this goes." And sure enough, Justin's drunk state of mind. He was like, uh, "He doesn't mean that."
0: This is still a and, good idea. I'm gonna yeah, invite. He was like, yeah, he like, "He'll be
1: fine. He'll, he'll stop talking to her." <laughs> and while I'm talking to her. Behind her head, I see the girl that we've been hanging out with like kind of pop into the room. I was like, dude, you really screwed me over here. And um, ended up being a funny part of the, our story because I ended up basically saying it's very nice to meet you, Megan. Uh, I want to get your number. I want to keep talking to you. I went to go say hi to this other girl that Justin, uh, unfortunately, uh, ended up bringing that night. So he chose me
2: over his future wife, is I guess, I thought I,
1: this was This I was,
0: was the same night as the tattoo lick the same night okay and so
1: luckily i think megan had a lot of margaritas like i said so i don't think she really understood what was going on at the time (laughs) yeah probably would have been worse for me but um we still joke about it to this day that that whole situation and um yeah just like stuff like that we've we've been through experiences like that together and i mean i'm sure we can go on and on but but i
2: i think what's cool is i I genuinely feel like we had these like great single memories together, but it is a really cool thing to see him like when I mean, I was absolutely bawling at his wedding um, because I've, I've just seen him go through it all and find his person. And and um, we've just very much watched each other mature in a lot of ways. And and I, I will say I want to give more love to Jake on that tour. You know, he very similar sort of thing. Solo artist uh, kind of uh, had his peak in the sort of Bieber-esque world where um yeah, there was, it was just a total different ego there. And he's been such a role model to me of a guy that's kind of like matured and grown up in a lot of ways in his relationships and his career. And, and I think it's taught us a lot of of like you, you could do music as a as your craft, but it doesn't need to be this sort of, you know, ego, artistic integrity sort of thing. It could just be a beautiful career that we're grateful to have. And there's so many other beautiful aspects around it.
1: And I think it helps, too, that our his girlfriend and my wife are such good friends. You know what I mean? I think uh, especially when we're on tour, they, they're they able to hang out and, you know, when they're not busy with their lives and kind of fill up that time with each other and they get along. And that's always nice for us. You know what I mean? Because you could obviously have the opposite of that and it'd be really uncomfortable. So
2: I'll, I'll give uh, yeah. Slavo's wife one more one more uh, credit here. Um, I got to
1: start giving Rachel credit. She's going to see this and be like, "Yo, oh, he's about uh, me."
2: no, you, you said that very sweet thing about it before. Uh, but uh, all right, say a couple more things. Sorry, Rachel.
1: Um, no, but uh,
2: uh, Megan, Slavo's wife, um, they, they were dating for a while while I was single. So Megan had to like, just like see other people I was dating for a while. And it was a really cool moment for her and I, when I, I like legitimately had to sit down with Megan and say like, hey, I really love this girl, Rachel. I think it's okay if you're friends with her. Because they like wanted to be friends, but I think Megan was still kind of putting up her guard on it because, you know, however I've been. Um, and uh, and it, yeah, it was important. And I, th- I think from that point on, they became very close, which is really sweet.
0: I love that so much. Yeah, that's like the absolute goal is to have like your your brother, your best friend, like that person for you. And like both of your significant others, like also love each other. Like there's literally no better feeling than that. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys were able to, to have that. Um, switching gears, I have to ask when it comes to songwriting and making music and writing lyrics, how much of your personal lives and maybe these past dating situations and and your marriage and your relationship, like how much of that is actually incorporated into the lyrics, and I know obviously, like I'm a huge music fan and and as are a lot of people listening, and I think we always try and you know find meaning and try and figure out what's going on in our favorite like artists and bands lives through what they're writing. and so really curious to hear what that's been like for you.
2: It's cool because I feel like so many different artists have their their journey with songwriting, and ours has always been being it's not a solo artist project, but it is a duo that there, I don't think we've ever written a song that is a verb, verbatim, line by line, exactly what happened in only one of our lives. And um, and I think that's cool. You know, in the case of one song that just came to mind, Automatic, is a song that, you know, the the general core of the song, maybe even the first line of Automatic, was something that I wrote down that I brought into the session after my first date with with my person. But then it becomes a sort of, you know, discussing in the room that emotion, it, it really kind of—I um, don't want to say it—it—I, uh, it, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is like there, our emotions and our songs are relatable to our love life and our dating life. But I don't think the exact narratives are. It's a, it's like a cool fictional blend, if that makes sense. Would how, would you you probably describe that better than I would?
1: <laughs> no, I mean our our style of writing and our process is typically i'm not a huge concept guy i really like getting nitty-gritty into lyrics and melodies and and refining things i'm like super big on making sure every line hits a certain way and justin's great at concepts he comes in a lot of the time with his notebook and he'll be like yo what about this idea i'm like that sounds cool it's cool title let's go with it or he'll come in with a lyric line and we'll go work off of that and i think um you know like he said a lot of the things that we do are more fictionalized then I think people would probably uh, understand off first listen. Um, but I, it's kind of hard for us not to, you know what I mean? Because for us, it's like every song we would do at this current time, we'd be all happy, upbeat stuff. And we don't wanna just do that, you know? So for us, it's like finding a world where we can pull from past experiences, stuff that we have felt, or relate to our friends who are going through something. And, you know, a song specifically that I thought of was Tragedy, and that. just like a very honest song that is probably uh, more relatable to us just because when we were dating kind of the whole theme of this conversation is just like, if you fall from me, like it's going to be a tragedy because I can't give you the time that you really deserve. And that's kind of how we felt, you know, in our past. And um, we dramatize it a little bit and, and it comes out to be what it is, but you know, some of it, it it is from a, a real place and that one happened to be probably more real, but it's not, it's usually not in a current situation. Lightning in the bottle is a totally different thing. I think we could totally relate to that right now. Um, It's a very happy, just kind of joyous song about finding someone in that passion for love. And so it's, it's hit or miss. I think to your point, when we wrote tragedy, we were with our significant
2: others and we were like, let's try to put ourselves back into that emotion. Uh, So it's, it, it's rooted in reality, but I think, yeah, like I, I actually enjoy the idea that there is just an exaggerated part to all of our music. It's, it's quite like, um, I feel like this is a the high school theater boy in me saying this, but it, it is theatrical to some degree where it's like, these are real emotions, but we kind of like press, you know, uh, times a thousand on all of
0: them. Um, oh, you, you should see what's in my song books from elementary school and middle school. You, I love it. I, I needed a lot of help.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's also, i was I,
0: not okay. Hand <laughs> it over. It
2: might inspire us a little bit. I was about now. to say, we'll give you co-writing credit. It, it, <laughs> it also reminds me, um, we had a, a session in Nashville, uh, with uh, Brigida uh, Truitt and Brett Truitt, her brother, and Brigida came in and wrote. Uh, she she pretty much told us, "I have this idea. It, it's uh, you, uh, you're I can I don't even know the lyrics for our own song. Um, you're so lovely. I wish you loved me," which ended up being the song "Lovely." And then we had a thirty minute conversation. What me hearing that reminded me of. So it was her idea essentially, but then we brought it into our world. So to answer your question there's tons of different ways we go about it, but we've never been the ones that like wrote an entire, uh, you know, autobiography on our songs.
0: Yeah. And I think that's such a a magical part of this art form is like, there are so many different ways to create. And when you two are collaborating with each other and then when there are other people in the room, like it just so much beautiful stuff can happen. And it's something that I always wished like was a part of something I did. And I, I just, I admire and and respect it so much and it's just it creates something so beautiful and it's amazing to see you know from stage one to when a song comes out and then all of these people around the world resonating with it and feeling something from it from their own experiences it's there's nothing like it
1: I agree
2: appreciate that
1: yeah we when we do our headlining shows uh the the handful that we've done it's it's really something else when you hear people screaming your words back at you I know it's been said a lot but I was watching a video we did a show in chicago at the end of last year and um i like had to do some deep diving to find this is like a very like uh fan video but uh, you you forget that these people whether it's 100 150 people for our headliner shows sometimes and um they're every single one of them is screaming these words and like they relate to it in a totally different totally different way and it helps them out in so many different ways and you don't really understand that when your head's in the books in the studio and and you're writing these songs, and you're worrying about each little line, and the you know how it's being said, and then you get out there, and it's like people consume it, and it, it does something for them, and it's really cool to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What songs have really hit each of you like that? I know that's that's a big question, but if outside there's something of that comes own to own mind, music? Outside of your own music, yeah.
1: Um,
2: I there's so many.
1: I'm an emotional dude in general. Like Justin was saying at the wedding, he was crying. I was crying a lot. And sometimes <laughs> like I'll be at a concert and I'll just start tearing up just because the music makes you feel something. It's like one of those like classic feelings. And uh, one that I always love, um, very classic song, but like Iris by Google Dolls, to me, I don't even know if I personally relate to that song, but it really makes me feel something. And I, I feel like I can completely get lost when I listen to that song. And I feel like a lot, not a lot of songs can do that
2: yeah I would say um the song Sex by the 1975 has always given me um I, I i don't know it what's like the old thing that like fans say like oh this this reminds me of a memory I didn't have like and I think that's so and wow. and, and our songs sometimes do that for people, but that really reminds me like it's just so narratively depicted and it, it reminds me of high school, it reminds me of college and and I don't think I even did anything that the song describes essentially but um but it just it really like it's almost like watching a TV show. And I think that's super cool. Um, and that's certainly inspired our our sort of writing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't want to be a cliche basic girl right now, but I've never been a like diehard Taylor Swift fan. Like I've i I'm not a Swifty. And I was recently on a bachelorette party with seven Swifties, like diehard. And yeah. as, after we got back from like our dinner club thing, we're all like drunk and on the roof of this house that we rented. And they're just singing the all too well 10 minute version and I'm like the only one there who doesn't know the words and I'm like wait I'm like witnessing the most like beautiful magical thing they're literally like in tears screaming at the top of their lungs like I want to be involved and I made it yeah. my absolute mission for those 72 hours in Tulum that I would learn every lyric to that song and that I woke nice. up the next morning like I don't know why at like 5 a.m and I just laid in bed listened to it on repeat started learning it all and, and I'm I've always been like a lyric person like I if I like a song if within 24 hours, I will know the lyrics. Obviously, a 10-minute long song is different. But mm. as I was listening to it, there were so many different parts that just like brought up so many things for me that I hadn't thought about that I f- like almost forgot that I experienced. And then there were so many things that she said in the lyrics where like I would read that and I'm like, no. Like how did how she wasn't there? Like, how does she know that this happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> and that was like I feel like I haven't connected with, with the song that much in a while. And that was like uh, like a month and a half ago. Um, that's and beautiful. now it, it's really brought up a lot of things just in my past relationships and dating life that I'm now kind of like opening up about on the podcast and, and on the Instagram stories. And a lot of people are reaching out being like, I went through something so similar. Like, thank you for sharing this. And it's just wow. like amazing what music can do.
2: That, I agree. That, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to speak for Taylor Swift, um, but, but there is... You know, she's written so many songs, right? And I imagine her doing that one specifically because it, it is such a different, it's a whole different form of art, this like long form music, right? Um, it, it must hit differently for her. Like to could, like even the video, I, have you watched the video? Yeah. Like it's just a different level of art that, uh, that we aspire to create. You know, we're always exploring. Even yesterday we had a session, we were like, what haven't we said, you know? Um, And I think that's an important question to ask ourselves because we I I checked the other day, we've released 72 songs in our career. And um, there are a lot of things that we've said, maybe the same message in different ways. But there's a lot more that we want to say and a lot more we want people to relate to. And um, I think that's really cool that you got to experience that.
0: Yeah, I, I love music so much. I really do. Even like, I, we've talked about Jake Miller a lot. Um, it's so funny. So I had like the biggest crush on him. I, I filmed something with I really him when mean. I was at Hinge and I was like, oh, like I should have like shot my shot. And like during the whole thing, when people like when my coworkers were watching it, they're like, Alana, like you're so trying to flirt with him and he's just not having it. Oh <laughs> and, then, and then like right after he like started posting about Brandy and I'm like, damn it, I missed my shot. <laughs> but so funny thing there but like i remember like when his song like nikes came out i was actually i was working at um sony at red music which um he was on and so i was like obsessed with that song and then and then like alexander 23 came out with his song about like nike air force ones and i'm like okay like i need i need to get a pair of these now in order to like be the girl that someone wants to date.
2: yeah yeah it's it's so (laughs) cool working with him because we did uh we did two songs or one song on that ep uh, we, uh, in that one, I think, like just the one, just one called nobody else that was mm-hmm. on that EP, and yeah. uh, and it, he, it's just so funny. We talk about messages and music. We wrote the whole song with him, and and uh, I don't mind blowing Jake up here because he's our boy. But he sends us um, a message after. He's like, "What if it's not called nobody else?" And what what do what do you say? He wanted to call it somebody else, and it completely changed the entire concept of the song. And we were like, "No, that's not the, that's not the emotion," <laughs> <laughs> you know but like you could change the entire song with the title. Right. And there's, and completely change the way people feel music. It's why, why we do what we do and why we love it. So.
0: I love that. Well, (laughs) before I let you guys go, I have to ask my favorite question to ask at the end of every episode. And that is what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever gotten? Ever gotten or given it's a hard question. I know
1: trying to think of something my parents might have told me, which I probably should know.
0: Yeah. I,
2: I don't know if it's specifically what one person has told me, but I feel like, I feel like I've learned a lot from, from my parents, my mom and my stepdad have an amazing relationship. I learned a lot about, um, from my mom and my dad to like getting a divorce of like, why, why that's okay. And like, why it's okay if, maybe things in the beginning work that didn't work. And and I think it comes back sort of, you know, I've learned that relationships are, are not easy, you know, they're, they're, they require, I mean, there, there's so many benefits and there are plenty of easy, beautiful moments, but there, to have this sort of relationship that at least I wanted in my life. Um, it just requires work and, you know, communication, figuring out, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I call it the, the uncomfortable conversations. Um, so I, I think that sort of advice of have the uncomfortable conversations,
1: because I think it only strengthens uh, what you what you have. Uh, I just remembered uh, my grandpa passed away last year and he told me something um, before um, my my his wife passed away, which was a long way longer ago, but um, that fighting is sometimes healthy or arguing can be healthy. It keeps the relationship spicy and interesting and it shows that you care. So I think people sometimes take like an argument and, you know, put a lot of weight on it and fighting or something and they get worried. And I think in relationships, if you're not doing those things, it's it can not not be boring, but it could uh, be unhealthy to what you're doing. And I think it just goes along with the whole communication thing. Right. If if you're not really like passionate about something and you're not having that argument, um, then, you know, there might be something wrong. So I don't know.
0: So much wisdom <laughs> coming out of Staten Island.
1: Yes. Who, who would have thought? Uh- <laughs>
0: I I love it it. (laughs) guys. Thank you so, so much for being here. Um, where can everybody find you? Is there anything you're working on right now that you want everyone to know about? Shout out all the things.
2: Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, well, we're fly by midnight. Um, we just released a new single called dance. It's the second single off our uh, next wave of music. Um, and, uh, we have a lot more music to come. We're hopefully going to be announcing another tour coming up and, uh, and is there anything else I'm I'm forgetting?
1: Nope. Thank you for having us. We yeah. appreciate
2: everything. Thank you so much. And and like we said uh offline before we hopped on, we never get a chance to talk about cool stuff like this. And um uh, yeah, we're very grateful for your time and, and for your audience. So thank you.
0: Well, you can show how grateful you are when you release some of my lyrics from 2006. Yes, please send. Oh, it's
2: coming. coming. (laughs) Thank
0: you. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. This has been so great to everyone who listened. Thank you for tuning in. Go follow them. Go check out their new song, Dance. I'll obviously link everything in the show notes and on Instagram stories. If you love this episode, share it with your group chat. Share it with your coworkers, your cousins, whoever... Everyone can learn something from this episode and enjoy it. And don't forget, if you loved it extra, especially, that was a really weird way of saying that, um, share it on your Instagram story. Tag Fly By Midnight, tag Seeing Other People. We would love to repost that. And we will see you guys next time.